Previously on Funny Science Fiction. Paul had broken his neck and was dead, and people were freaking out, and then Shatner stood up and said, Gotcha! (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. The podcast where we talk about extremely important world events, just not of this world and not of anything real. Our special guest host today is Frank Duran from the Warp Shelf Podcast. If Frank looks familiar to you, there's good reason for that. Now, Frank was a former guest on our show and so far our lone meme recipient. (laughs) He's secretly hoping, and actually not so secretly, hoping that somebody else is going to join him sometime soon. Perhaps it'll be Scott. Frank, (laughs) thanks for stooping back down to our level, buddy. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It was great being on last time, and uh, I'm excited to that, to co-host with you and uh, talk some more sci-fi. Yeah, now you just get to ask the questions. You don't have to sit there and try to think of an answer. <laughs> That'll be good. All right. So go ahead, go ahead and tell us who we got here today, Frank. Um, we have uh, Scott Curtis with us today, a fellow podcaster who hosts a show called Behind the Bits, where Scott talks with comedians about their craft, their inspirations, and what they love to do. Thanks for being here today, Scott. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're excited to have you. We're excited to talk about uh, uh, a couple cool things that you've got going on, uh, not just with Behind the Bits, but we're going to talk about something else here in just a moment. But before we get into all the cool levels of geekdom and nerdery that surrounds scott curtis tell us a bit about your podcast behind the bits and what do you like to chat about over there we we mentioned it frank mentioned it rather just real briefly but give us an overview of what's going on over there yeah the high level overview i started this about a year ago and i had been doing stand-up for about three years when i started it it's uh It's everything I want in a podcast where comedians talk to each other and I couldn't find on the internet. So I called a serious talk about stand-up comedy, which means, you know, I go into it talking to a comedian just about the craft, about how they get paid, how they uh, recorded their album, how they film their special, all the stuff that goes into being a comedian. And I try to make a compendium of knowledge that any comedian or comedy nerd can go to and find out what the inside is. It's kind of like a, a magician showing their tricks a little bit. And uh, so I, I keep it, uh, I keep it pretty serious. I mean, we laugh a little bit, but I don't do the morning zoo type talk that a lot of the comedians do. So I think I'm filling a, filling a niche there. So Noah, Hey, welcome to the morning yeah. zoo. Yeah. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty straightforward, and most of the comics like it because they actually get to talk about what they're passionate about instead of just going over their jokes and joking about you know whatever the weather or whatever. Oh, that's great! Yeah, they don't they don't have to wait for Bob and the Chopper. I, I love the show myself because it it is so brass tacks. It gets right to it. You guys are an actual true behind the scenes on stand up instead of. Uh, just being, uh, you know, like, oh, let's say another joke or let's reference a stand-up and let's talk about how you came up with that bit of stand-up. Yeah. It's like, it's very deeper than that. And or they that. talk 15 minutes about a time that they worked together 10 years ago that's totally inside and it loses me, you know? Yeah. And I think it loses other listeners too. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I always tell them that, you know, I'm not going to look like I have much personality, but 
this is the way the show goes. It's it's more for knowledge than it is for entertainment. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have I have to admit when I when I first started listening to Behind the Bits, I went into it with the wrong expectations. So I knew that a you were a stand up comedian through our our conversation and everything else. But when I started listening to it, I was expecting like, okay, so. Um, I'm sure I'm going to offend somebody with this, but I was expecting like the Bob and Tom show, mm -hmm. uh, you know, where it's two comedians sitting across the, from each other at this table and nothing but uh, I tell a, a poorly rehearsed joke. Oh, there's the laugh track. Uh, I'm going to tell another off time joke. Oh, here's another laugh track. Yeah. That's what I was expecting. I, it was a pleasant surprise to hear an actual conversation between two guys who are working their craft. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned Bob and Tom because I've actually had four writers for Bob and Tom on the show. And I used to live in Indy in the eighties before Bob and Tom got syndicated. And I used to listen to them every morning. So yeah, I, I know Bob and Tom. Yeah. yeah. I used to listen to them uh, almost every morning. I just got, I got sick of the canned laughter sound. I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, it just kind of started becoming the same show every morning. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, had some great bits in the 80s. Though. Oh, they yeah. Dick, Dick Nixon and Haji, and they were like a superhero duo. It, it uh -huh. was great. Yeah. 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 They had some great stuff. Uh, uh, Donnie Baker, still one of my favorite. I'll, I'll laugh every time that comes on. Yeah. I got a boat for sale. I swear to God, I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So we'll move along from there. But yeah. So, guys, if you haven't caught on yet, it's a really cool show. Make sure you check out uh, Behind the Bits. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, I mean, I, I kind of want to ask some like uh, some comedian questions before we get into like the sci-fi questions. Is that weird? Is that okay to do? Am I breaking the rules, Tim? Like, is this wrong? We're, we'll pretend it's uh, Deadpool and fourth wall. So go oh, for it. Okay, great. Yeah. That's a good yeah. idea. That's a good <laughs> idea. Just break the fourth wall here. Um, so obviously it, it like, this is a very comedian heavy show that you do so i obviously have some uh, comedian questions what comedian inspires you the most what uh, what do you watch and just go like wow that is so effortless like how does he even or she do that right when i, I my first my first guest was tom Dreesen, and he was my first comedian i i saw him on mike douglas in the 70s and i just fell in love with him and you know back then if you like somebody what you did is you found the TV guide and you just looked at all the shows to see when they were going to be on. So, <laughs> you know, I saw him on, uh, Mike Douglas, Merv, Dinosaur. He did Carson a lot back then. Nice. So I was really into him. And then it turns out he's one of Dave Letterman's best friends. And Dave, when he's actually, when he started the morning show, I got into Dave, I used to skip school to watch the morning show, but it wasn't <laughs> on very long. So I didn't skip much school, but, uh, <laughs> then he got the late show and I watched that just religiously, you know, never got any sleep as a kid. I just watched that. <laughs> and then I followed him all the way through his career. So he's like my, ultimate guy nice. uh and he you don't think of him, of him as a stand-up comedy a comic but you know that's how he started you know he he actually started as a weatherman and a radio guy <laughs> but then got into comedy and was one of the originals at the comedy store that's awesome yeah uh, yeah i i also loved uh either it was your last episode or two episodes ago where you got deep with um 
uh, about the comedy store. Uh, yeah. You got, you got deep, I think it was Bluegrass or am I mispronouncing the name? It's something blue. Um, uh, Bluestein. Bluestein, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Bluestein, I thought it was so interesting because he was one of the first uh, comedy store comedians. And yeah. I thought, and it seems like you, you, you've you gathered a few of these guys who were the original cast of the comedy store. Yeah, I've, I'm in a group with a lot of the old timers and they they allow me to talk to them sometimes and <laughs> it's it's a really cool because uh, the funny thing is i don't think anybody's invented anything new in comedy for a long time you think you think people are really cool and new but even <laughs> if you look at uh, mitch hedberg who was you know he was revolutionary you know if you look at him and you put his set next to henny youngman it's the exact same meter. They're doing the exact same thing. So <laughs> yeah. there's nothing really new under the sun. It's what you do with what you know. And a lot of these guys invented it. Like Blue, Blue Stein was one of the first guys that actually did crowd work. Yeah. And and that is, you know, that's cool in, in and of itself because you got people now that are, you know, like Brad Garrett is a big crowd work guy, uh, Paula Poundstone. And uh, Ian Bag, who I've had on the show, I mean, yeah. almost all his show is crowd work. So yeah, it's it's really neat to see where that comes from. And I want to make sure I get the old timers on because the young the young people seem to appreciate them. Yeah, yeah, That's it's cool. like yeah. They, they already look up to them, and then they actually being able to hear them talk behind the scenes is so. Yeah, great. and the other thing is they're available, uh, <laughs> and they love to talk. So so, there, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> that. But to tie it back to sci-fi, you're you're exactly right. There is nothing new in the game. It's how you remix it. Like, I mean, yep. look at Star Wars. It's like it, that story's right. been told a thousand, thousand times. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. the hero's arc, but it's how they told it and how we keep telling it. That's the matters. same old tropes, just redone in a different way. Right. Yeah, how exactly. you package it. Yep. So better yet, um, who living or dead would be a dream guest on behind the bits who would who would you be like okay necromancer please raise him from the dead so i may interview him or uh is alive right now and you don't need to involve the necromancer yeah i can actually give you two dead would be gary shandling i'm oh, nice. really sorry i missed having him on because uh he passed away and live is still dave letterman i would love to get him on the funny thing is, is he doesn't even know how to access a podcast. Yeah. He, he, he did Marin's podcast and he says, you know, I'll never listen to this because I don't know how. So, <laughs> I love so that. yeah, that's my dream. And and the only in I have is Tom Dreesen is a friend of his. And I, I may leverage that because Tom and I still talk. So hopefully that'll happen. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Yep. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> And uh, last comedy question, um, you do seem like a comedy geek. So I, I knew a couple of comedy geeks in college and they just, you know, they didn't even watch movies or TV. They mm. just watch comedy specials. Are you the same? You know, not really. I, I actually don't consume a lot of media. So huh. it, I, I really got into the, uh, the shows of the 80s. Uh, the, like the the one from the comedy store and Norm Crosby had a show and there were some really cool shows and I did watch those fairly really religiously and I watched all the comics on Carson and Letterman and stuff like that but uh, yeah I, I went through a fairly long period of time where I just didn't 
consume a whole lot of media. And uh, when the internet came about and YouTube and I could look this stuff up, that's when I started digging a little bit deeper. Oh, what were you living life? What were you doing? Like not consuming yeah, you know, media? How is life. that possible? Uh, yeah, I don't living, understand that. <laughs> living life, reading books. I, I've always oh. been a bookie guy and uh, just... Uh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of an outlier. I don't, I don't get into trends and I don't get into what everybody else gets into. So I just kind of, I was reading Sherlock Holmes uh, books, uh, stories just all the way through high school. And um, I read uh, David Copperfield like three or four times and stuff like that. So I, I'm nerdy, but I'm just kind of book nerdy. Yeah, there you go. That's totally okay. Again, yeah. you know, like there's no wrong nerd, you know, yeah. like absolutely not. It's just, uh, I, I, I don't, un I'm sure none of us understand me and Tim just consume it's Star Wars and sci-fi on an unhealthy yeah. level. Like, you know, <laughs> there's, like, yeah, there's books. Uh -huh. <laughs> there's books. <laughs> I got, I have, I have those, I have audio books. Is that the same thing? <laughs> Yeah, Somebody I do a lot of audio books. The funny thing is, is I thought I was a pretty fast reader. And my wife and I lived in Indianapolis in the 80s. And I always bought all of Stephen King's books right when they came out, hardcover, ready to go. And okay. I don't remember which book it was. I think it may have been, um, it may have been either It or Gerald's Game or something like that. Mm -hmm. And when I read a book and I like something, I go back and read that page and it take I guess it takes me longer because my wife picked up that book. She took a vacation and we weren't going anywhere and she finished it in like two days <laughs> and it took me like three weeks. <laughs> so, so I found out I'm a pretty slow reader. <laughs> no, I, it would have taken me longer than three weeks. That's a huge book. Yeah, so. it is. It is a gigantic book. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing the hardcover and it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's massive. So, yeah, you know, book. one of my recent discoveries, honestly, uh, is audiobooks. Um, I, I hadn't been listening or, re or, you know, reading books and uh, not like I probably should have because, you know, I what it's what I tell my kids they should do. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I uh, I got into audiobooks uh, this past year with um, Ernest Klein. And I don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he did uh, Ready Player One. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and Ready uh, Player Two came out. Yeah, yeah. Ready Player Two came mm -hmm. out at the end of November. I'm I'm way behind on my listening to that. Uh, it's the, one of the shames of only being five minutes away from your office. It's kind of hard <laughs> to get a lot of listening in. Um, it, but uh, Ready Player Two, and uh, he he also I don't know if you're familiar with this or not. There was a movie a couple years back. It's you know, this is our nice transition into sci-fi talk. Um, in case you weren't, you know, I just want to make sure you guys are up to speed with me. Uh, <laughs> In case you were keeping up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure you're, I'm towing you guys along at the proper speed. Uh, he, he helped write the screenplay for a movie that I absolutely love called Fanboys. Oh. Okay. So if you haven't seen Fanboys and you like Star Wars, it's, it's one of those movies that you kind of have to watch. It's all about these kids who grow up in Ohio and they decide that they're going to break into Lucas Ranch to watch episode one, The Phantom Menace it's fantastic oh wow and the 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 pop culture reference because ernest klein is real big with pop culture references yeah and the amount of pop culture references and the star wars references that he gets away with in this movie are phenomenal the sound effects the everything else 
Carrie Fisher has a cameo in it. Billy D. Williams has a cameo Jeez. in it. Uh, yeah. Um, I remember seeing the trailer for this movie, but I've never seen it. It looked really funny. Like, <laughs> it's a st- it's one of my favorites. I watch it with regularity. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely check the, that out. I, I mean, spoiler alert, are they disappointed after seeing the uh, Phantom Menace or are they just like hyped they don't, at the end? They don't really say. And I can't say, I can't say anything more than that because it would be a spoiler complete. So. <laughs> okay. Um, and it, when you watch the movie, you'll understand why I say I can't say whether they liked it or not. There you go. That's okay. all I will say about, and that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> anyway, about that. Uh, so anyway, uh, but yeah, so yeah, check out Fanboys. But yeah, Ernest Klein, um, if, if you're listening, Ernest Klein, I would very much like to have you on the show. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, really like to have you on the show. Uh, and also Will Wheaton, uh, who reads the audiobooks. You're amazing. I love your stuff. Oh. If you're listening, Will Wheaton. Oh, Will Wheaton, Will. amazing. Would love to have him on. Uh, and that's anyway. really the thing about audiobooks is the narrator can make it or break oh, it. It yeah. can be a great book and a lousy Absolutely. narrator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hear, hearing an old it. dude try to do a girl's voice is always the worst in an yeah. audiobook. Yeah. When he's like, uh, and then I, you know, <laughs> he walks up and then he tries to do a girl voice and he's like, meep, meep, meep. Yep. You're just like, oh, no. This is <laughs> yeah. not good. One of the things I like about what Will Wheaton does is that he doesn't do that. He yeah, doesn't do good. voices. He just reads it. You know, if he's if he's okay, so for instance, in, in Ready Player One and Two, if if he's Artemis, which is you know one of the main girl characters, he's just it's Will Wheaton's voice, but he's reading Artemis's lines with a little bit different inflection on it, but not mm-hmm. he's not trying to do a voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I tell you what, his reading he spot on. Wheaton crushes it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, all right. So enough of me fan fanboying over <laughs> over those guys. So. Scott, in addition to your Behind the Bits podcast, um, you're now participating in another show called Do I Hate Star Wars? Yeah. So let's talk about the wars. Yeah. All right. So what movies have you watched so far? Well, we're going to, first off, I can't do any spoil alerts on how I feel about them, but I've watched uh, A New Hope, Empire Strikes (laughs) Back, and the third one. I can't remember the name of it. (laughs) Uh, attack attack well, of the teddy bears you're watching yeah, it in ewok the right thing. order yeah ewok thing yeah i'm doing in uh chronological order just because that's how i started uh, okay yeah the story behind that is it, it's kind it's kind of funny because it was actually a joke a joke of mine that i had to take out because man there's a lot of star wars fans out there and uh so in 77 yep. i was i was what i was like i said i was a book nerd I wasn't very good in school. I was, I was starting to hang with a wrong crowd and (laughs) just, I didn't, I I just didn't really fit in. So a bunch of the, you know, more nerdy bookish type people were going to go see star Wars and they invited me to go along and we went together. This is 77. I think I was 13 and they just loved it. I mean, you know, they were, they were hooked from the beginning and I was like, this is a bad movie. And I, <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't like visceral about it. I wasn't like, Oh, this is awful. I hate it. I was just like, you know, it's kind of bad acting and it just doesn't really appeal to me. And I forgot about it. And I just never watched another one. There was, it was if it was on TV, I would turn it to a different channel. I, I just never watched another one. And so I go for years and years and years 
and uh, I decide that I'm going to take the stance that I hate Star Wars for my comedy bit. And I had a few jokes that I'd put out there about how bad Star Wars was. And, you know, if if Han and Chewie can talk to each other, why don't they use each other's language? And why do the stormtroopers have armor if it's not going to work? You know, just <laughs> just, just things like that. And let me tell you, it it didn't work. It, <laughs> you got a lot of, well, actually, yeah, the yeah. armor is not good enough to start a blaster. Yeah, I lost an audience really quick. So I did that one. And I also did that Led Zeppelin's overrated. So those, oh, between those oh, two Oh, you were playing things, the favorites. You were yeah. just like, let me, let me get them out. You were let's, swinging let's just, for the fences on those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I swung for the fences and ended up in the dugout taped up. So, yeah, it, it didn't, it wasn't good for me. So, you know, fast forward to now, I, I watched the last episode of the third season of Cobra Kai. So I don't hmm. consume much media, but I watch that. And the funny thing is, is my wife saying, why are we watching this? This sucks. And <laughs> I, I'm saying, I know it does, but I have to watch it. I love it. And the, you know, it's melodramatic, overacted, all, you know, all the stuff that was in Star Wars. And I thought, you know what, if I like this, maybe I should give Star Wars another try <laughs> and let's do a podcast about it because gosh, everybody's got at least two podcasts. So why shouldn't I? Right. And I got to, together with my buddy, uh, Zach Wiseman, who is uh, a Star Wars super nerd and we're, we're going to do it. I think we're going to start recording tomorrow, actually. Oh, awesome. oh that's cool. Yeah. Okay. It's All right. Note to, to self, invite Zach Wiseman. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Zach would be a great guest. All right, cool. I mean, so, good. You're watching it in the, in the right order, you know, like, cause you're saying you're putting, you're watching it as it came out. That's, yeah. that is, I mean, I always say that's the best way to watch it because that's the way everybody else experienced it, you know, like, yeah. so why, why else, why go some other weird route? Yeah. My brother was introducing his wife recently to Star Wars because she had never seen Star Wars. And he started with episode one and I literally lost my mind at him because <laughs> I was like, why would you try to get somebody into Star Wars and show them one of the worst rated movies of all time. Like, yeah. I, like, why would you be like, oh, here's a really crappy one. I'm sure you'll watch the rest. Like, <laughs> I, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. And it's like, and if you're trying to watch it in episode one, episode two, episode three, it, you got to get through episode one and two first, which I know a lot of people all listening to this podcast are like, what do you guys say about Attack of the Clones? But Attack of the Clones is bad. Think about it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the it's like, uh, and and me and Tim probably disagree a little bit on that. But uh, it <laughs> no, it's it's not a very good movie. It has <laughs> it has good points to it. Uh, I will say there's not enough of the Geonosis battle. And if they would have included more of the Geonosis battle, I probably would have liked it more. That, I think that, all of it, Clone Wars is oh, what makes it better. Like yeah, Clone if, Wars just sits there being like, oh, that was bad. Let me fix it. Yeah. If the Clone Wars <laughs> cartoons wasn't, uh, yeah. If you marry those two together, then it becomes much more palatable. Um, <laughs> you take out that and the really bad uh, pseudo Shakespearean, I love you. No, I love you. No, I love you. Uh, dialogue. <laughs> And, and Scott, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about as soon as you get to that movie. Uh, 
<laughs> All I'm going to say is Lakeside House, and there's a pear, and I wish that the knife would have cut something else. But yes. anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and mostly, I think you just picked on the wrong Star Wars, because you can make fun of Star Wars. It's just the, the prequels. You got yeah. to right. stick to making fun of the prequels. Everyone loves that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just took the whole franchise down, and that was a mistake. <laughs> now, for those of us who are Star Wars fans, uh, we have typically a favorite character, someone that we Id can identify with, uh, something about their personality draws us in. Now, for me, personally, I'm a big Han Solo fan. Nice. I, I, probably uh, even more so of the actor Harrison Ford. Because the way he acts and the way he he does his characters, I mean, there. Okay, so there's a line from going back to fanboys. Why he's the best uh, best actor in the world? <laughs> he's Han Solo. He's Indiana Jones. He's Deck from Blade Runner. You know. Anyway, yeah, um, he's the guy from The Fugitive. That's probably one of my yeah. favorite Harrison Ford movies. Is him in The Fugitive? Mm. Like. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I I like Harrison Ford so much so that my son Nolan. His middle name is named after Harrison. Hey. Um, so yeah, so his name is Nolan Harrison. Nolan's not quite sure that he likes that name yet, but we're he's he's stuck with it. Um, so anyway, is there a character in Star Wars uh, yet that you found that you that you like, the one that you identify with a little bit? So before or is it I do all that, just, or or is it all just stuff and nonsense? Yeah. Uh, well, I got to say before that, I. I don't normally do my act on a podcast, but I got to do my opening joke that gets the crowd warmed up. So no, I'm um, good with it. Go, go for it. The, my opening joke is, is, uh, you know, I'm old, but I'm probably not as old as you think I am. I went into a gas station the other day to get a diet sun kissed orange. Cause that's something I like to get myself. And the cashier, as she was ringing me up said, Hey, you look like an older Harrison Ford. And it's amazing how many thoughts can go through your head in the three seconds from the cashier to the door. I'm like, hey, Harrison Ford is pretty good looking. Nice. I think he's older than me. He's 77 and I'm 56. Hey, young lady, uh, never mind. I should have moisturized. That's that, that's my <laughs> joke. It's it's morphed through the years. But yeah, that's uh, it used to be my closer. And now it's my opener. So yeah, that's I, I saw that uh, on YouTube. Uh, you performed that at uh, Dr. Grins. Yeah, at, uh, here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, I saw a YouTube clip of that. And that that was a nice set, by the way. Um, <laughs> But yeah, as soon as as soon as you said I want to do this joke, I'm like, oh, he's gonna tell the Harrison Ford joke. Yeah, he's gonna tell the Harrison Ford joke. <laughs> so, which, yeah, that's that's a good one. I like that. that. Is a, that is so insulting to call you an older Harrison Ford? You're like Harrison yeah. Ford's looked old since the '80s. Like, yeah. What is good? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's no. it, I used to do that joke difference. I different. I used to go back and say, hey, what's your point of reference? And she's like, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, what's the last Harrison Ford movie you saw? And I would always do the last one that came out. Like the last one, uh, I think, is the one with the dog. Uh, oh, Call of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah, Call yeah. of the Wild. Oh, yeah, so. he looks super old in that one. That one. Yeah. Uh... That one, or uh, if he had, if they had chosen 42, the Jackie Robinson story where he plays Branch Rickey. Yeah. Uh, oh man, he he looked rough. Yeah. In that movie. <laughs> Now that oh. joke really went over well when the second Blade Runner came out because oh, <laughs> she would say the cashier would say Blade Runner and I'm like 
oh that's great she said yeah the second one <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> that joke wrote itself though pretty much yeah. a cashier actually did say that so you know thank you to that cashier <laughs> <laughs> for the endless entertainment yeah. <laughs> that's great <laughs> I, I like that Oh man. But um, let's but talk about a favorite character. So, you know, so far, um I kinda I, I kinda like that um Billy D. Williams character because you know he's he's kind of a bob and weave type guy. You know, he yeah. does what he needs to do to take care of himself, but he does he's not afraid to stick him uh stick his neck out for people too. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I I really like his character, and I I thought I thought he was one of the better actors too. Yeah, Billy D as uh, Lando Calrissian. Yeah. I, oh man, he's so good. Uh, smooth. It, he, he's just smooth. He's just butter the whole <laughs> yeah. time. He's just the whole time, and it's it's one of those things that they did the Han Solo movie, and I know yes, Han Solo. You just said it. He's amazing. But do the Lando movie. Like, what are we? What are we messing around for? Let's do a Lando movie. Like, and bring Billy D back for that because he's still he was great in the sequel trilogy. He was still like, I'm Lando, baby. And you're yeah. just like, sure you are. Keep going. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he, same. Yeah, when you get when you get to the sequel, you'll see he's uh, very much the same mentality, personality. He's just Billy D. Williams. He's just smooth. Yeah, yep. Billy D. is smooth. So. <laughs> I will always say it though. It's the biggest tragedy that we will not see Billy D. Williams as Two-Face in a Batman movie because they did two movies where he's Harvey Dent and they're like, they're like, oh, there's Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent. And, you're, and everybody who's a Batman fan sitting there going, oh yeah, they're going to splash his face with acid. Come on, Two-Face. <laughs> and they just never do it. They're just like, yeah. nope, nope, no. Nope. No, but they're like, Aaron Eckhart, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Burn his face now, go. <laughs> very true i mean for me star wars wise uh i gotta say it's luke uh or it's obi-wan uh obi-wan is mm. uh, obi-wan's the best jedi like you know like he's he's the number he's the only guy who really like sticks to the jedi order like you know like he does what the jedi wants you know like and and he does what should be right you know he like, lived it yeah exactly he lived and it. he's got the best fights other other than the darth vader fight uh, in uh, episode four, uh, everything, every other Obi-Wan fight is amazing. So mm -hmm. <laughs> gotta give it there. And, and frankly, in your last, frankly, <laughs> see what I did there. Uh, <laughs> in, your, in your, in your interview with us, you called him daddy Obi-Wan. So oh, yeah, I, you know, I did. There, there is that. that. I did scream that at Ewan McGregor when I saw him in the streets in LA. I did. He was far away. <laughs> so he probably didn't hear me, but I was like, daddy Obi-Wan. Like, I was just like, I was like, you I, I was there for I was doing a gig in LA and they were and they were having the premiere for Birds of Prey downstairs. So I was just oh, looking okay. down at Margaret Robbie and Obi-Wan and I was like, <gasps> like I was just like, that was amazing. <laughs> today is a good day. It's a good day. I got to yell at Obi-Wan. This is there great. you go. I did get to tell him from very high up that I had the high ground. So that's important. Oh, you know, there like. you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the uh, the aged Obi Wan though. You know, Alec Guinness. You know, he he. You gotta admit, he looked pretty bored. <laughs> Actually, if you read interviews or, uh, or see interviews that he did, Alec Guinness did it because it was a paycheck. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. He did not like the the thought of it. He didn't like this. The he thought the scripts were garbage. Uh, <laughs> he yeah he he didn't have two nice words to put together about Star Wars. He did it because it was a you know he got paid pretty good. Yeah. He was the star the star power that they were hoping to use to draw people in. Mm. Yeah. You know. I think I think whatever George Lucas's budget was for the first movie. <laughs> three quarters of it went to get Alec Guinness on set. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. yeah. It was so funny. There's, there's one scene where he's talking to Luke and uh, the first one. And he's like, you know, the, the, the forest is running through you. You, you just need to embrace it or something like that. And I, it just looks like he's going to fall asleep. You know, <laughs> right. Hey, Luke, the uh, forest night. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's coming i swear <laughs> it's, uh, the force it's, it'll happen <laughs> it's on the fedex truck it'll be here tomorrow it's it, i i think also a lot of the budget goes to peter cushing i think if you if you have to like oh, yeah, the yeah, budget yeah. for go. the first movie was peter yep. cushing and alec being like oh yes we got to get those two actors you know yeah. like <laughs> And, I think and that's then, also George Lucas just being a fan of old movies. Him just yeah. being like, "Oh, can I get Peter Cushing in my movie?" Like, uh, yes, right. The ultimate not, bad guy at that point. I talk about not watching much media, but uh, I did watch a lot of the old Hammer horror films that had uh, Peter Cushing and what's his okay. name, Christopher Lee in them, and mm-hmm. uh, love love that stuff. And so I that was one neat thing I saw because I didn't know I didn't remember him being in it. So when that came up, I'm like, that's Peter Cushing, isn't it? So I pulled out my phone to make sure that was him. And that was pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be blown away when Count Dooku shows up and you're like, hey, Christopher Lee. You're going to yeah. be like, hey, there he is. <laughs> they, they, they brought back Van, uh, Van Helsing and and uh, and his and Dra- his Dracula all yep. together. In, in nice. Series. <laughs> nice. And Star Wars is kind of like Harry Potter, where they just kind of start signing anybody who's British, who's famous, you know, at a certain point, they're like, uh-huh. oh, you're British and famous, you're in. You're like, you yeah. know, like, you're, like, we need you in the Harry Potter flick. Let's go. Like, <laughs> you can mark that up as another series. I haven't read a single book or watched a single movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes two of us there, Scott. So yeah. I am. I am very much not on the Harry Potter train. Really? Yeah, it, it just really? It, you guys it does nothing. Harry Potter for guys? No, it doesn't. It does nothing for me. In fact, I think my favorite thing about Harry Potter, there's a TikTok going around <laughs> about how it's uh, that uh, J.K. Rowling did not write a masterpiece. She wrote Star, Star Wars. Wars. Sucky. Yeah. <laughs> And, they, and they, the the guy goes through. It's a comedy bit. Yeah, that, it is a comedy bit. I love that, I love that 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 somebody ties in that you know, um, you know, here's this the, all these parallels between the two stories, and by the end of it, you're going, okay, yeah, he's right, yeah, 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 he's right. <laughs> Straight up rip off. Okay, I'm good. I'm like, I don't need to see it. I've already seen him. i I think it's definitely one of those things that i grew up with you know the books were everywhere i was reading the books the day they were coming out you know like and i i admit the movies are not great the third one's good a prisoner of azkaban but we're not you know the the rest of them mm, so (laughs) my kids liked them they read the books and the movies so and watched the movies so and i can't even dog them for being you know kids stuff because i love percy jackson you know See, I, I haven't per- read Percy no. Jackson. I uh, love the, per- the the books are way better than the movie. Well, um, the movie, yeah, because they screwed it up and they canceled yeah. the whole million dollar franchise. They were like, yeah, oh, no, the, the first no. one was decent. The second one was kind of, eh, well, that's where you went with this. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, and then I was I was watching the second one. I'm like, that's a shame. There's never gonna be a third one. Uh, <laughs> we were at the theater. I leaned over to my wife and said that to her. I'm like, it's a shame. Um, some good books, but we're never gonna get a third movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, so. it's like stop remaking uh, good stuff that's already good. <laughs> Remake stuff that was bad that definitely has potential. You know, yeah. like there's so <laughs> Fantastic much. Four. <clears throat> Fantastic Four. So. No, stop <laughs> with the Fantastic Four. No more Fantastic Four. They like, get one more third strike. They're out. They get one more try. Dude, third strike? No, no, no. Because they had the third strike. They had the Fantastic Four TV show in the seventies, and that was terrible too. You know? Yeah, like, that doesn't count. You, you like, uh, you're expecting them to turn it around and for them to be like, oh, we did a Spider-Man Far From Home, you know? Like, or we did a Spider-Man Homecoming, like, and we finally nailed it. No, that's not Look, gonna happen. I'm not even gonna lie. I'd be okay with uh, uh, a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man Fantastic Four at this point because how bad that last one was I, I for me it i uh I, and and this is just speaking as a comic book nerd fantastic four works better in a larger context and when there's a lot of people on screen and there is a uh, and then there's fantastic four in the far far back that's when they work out best and you're just like wow there's mr fantastic there's the yep. thing instead of being like here try to concentrate on these really weird superheroes like you know like try to try to really pay attention to mr reed not being here like, that's like, <laughs> like oh my goodness tim i am so sorry i am being so bad oh you're fine you're down. fine you are fine <laughs> i can't I talk about button. fantastic four with getting too upset i'm i sorry. hit a hot button i love it <laughs> all right frank you got one more question for for scott here, okay um so, and this is kind of a silly one because, uh, you know, but I, 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 I thought you would probably be the best one to answer. What sci-fi franchise probably has the best comedic scene? Like which one would oh, you be wow. like, yeah, they got some nice comedy clubs. Like I, 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 I bet. Yeah. Well, only because I didn't watch very much sci-fi. I, I would have to say that Star Trek, because I, I was under the original Star Trek and I think I watched all the movies. Uh, I didn't watch any other Treks after that. So the Picard, all that stuff, I don't know anything <laughs> about. But the original Star Trek, you know, the, the series was unintentionally funny sometimes, oh, yeah. but the movies, they were, I mean, they put some intentional stuff in there that was really funny, you know, uh, uh, I think it was Scotty speaking into a mouse when they were Hello, doing the computer. save the whales one and <laughs> stuff like that. I, I always, I, I was very comfortable with those characters. So I could see the humor in it. And yeah. DeForest Kelly was just a oh, great sorry. actor and just, I mean, his sarcasm with, uh, with Kirk and Spock is, is just gold. <laughs> It I'll is agree true. with that. Very true. I, I'll absolutely agree with that. It's like Star Wars takes itself too seriously sometimes. And you can tell Star Trek's like, yeah, but you know, we're still in space wearing pajamas. So yeah. like, let's make a few <laughs> jokes about this. Like, matching pajamas. Yeah. Yes, matching pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> now I have made it abundantly clear uh, to not just my full-time co-host, but any of the one that will really listen that I'm not really a Star Trek fan. Um, I never really cared for much from the original series or the movies, especially not when they went to go, you know, talk to the whales, 
uh really lost me on that one he's right though that's the funniest one that that it, straight it up yeah. makes me laugh constantly like <laughs> well the part where like they're walking through san francisco and, and they're trying to look hip you know uh, uh-huh. but yeah uh, you know however i did like star trek 2 and yeah, wrath of khan the wrath of khan and the, the Khan. Khan. exactly yeah and the i know you weren't saying episode. in the darkness so <laughs> no you're at the con no 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 actually i don't <laughs> mind the jj abrams movies uh so much i don't think that they played con very well um it was that was a i like cumberbatch he's a great actor and he he could have been perfect for that role he was written poorly um <laughs> well that's because they thought that it would be so cool to reveal it was con you know like they're right. like hey We'll drop it that it's con, but really everyone knew it was con the whole time. And then when they reveal it, it doesn't actually like move anything. He says like the line where he's like, I am con. And like <laughs> Kirk kind of like looks around and is like, Are we supposed to know who this guy is? You know, like <laughs> anybody else care? Is this the like, thing? Yeah. Care? Like, and, yeah. and that's the problem there is that like they didn't the con was built up in the original series you know like right. kind of knew what he was and then right. they there was the episode space seed in the, the first year of the of the original series which set up wrath of khan exactly so i like space seed i like wrath of khan because there's some <laughs> context there mm-hmm. and i thought it had a, kind of a cool storyline yeah um so scott for you is there any episode or storyline that you liked over the course of the Star Trek series or movies that really kind of stuck out to you? Or if somebody goes, hey, what what was it that you liked about Star Trek? And you go, well, aside from their matching pajamas, I liked. <laughs> yeah, you know, I always felt like Star Trek, was, there there was a element of hope there. And I know that that's in Star Wars too, but I like that element of hope and the fact that they didn't take themselves so seriously, except for the first one. The first one was very serious. That's where they're going to see V'ger and turns out to be Voyager. But for some reason, that's my favorite of the whole series because it's so immersive. They said it was like probably 45 to an hour too long. Um, but it's so immersive. And, you know, when Spock's in that little, uh, that little jet pack and it goes on for like 10 minutes and it probably should have been 10 seconds. I actually really like that for some <laughs> reason that drew me in. I saw it in the theater when it first came out. So that really drew me in and I've probably watched it three or four times since then. Nice. Okay. I, I feel like uh, the, movies and tv had all the time in the world before you know like now it's just like move 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 and before they would walk up pick up a phone dial the phone answer the phone you know like you're just like you're like is this happening what's happening you know like (laughs) you're like are we allowed to do this we allowed to watch this shouldn't we cut away like what's going on here like and star trek the motion picture feels like that they're like they had all the time in the world like and They're willing to tell you about it. Like there's yeah. a whole lot of exposition in that, and <laughs> that's okay. You know, yeah. I for some reason I it, it grew on me, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, I, I I love that movie too. I feel like it's one of the ones that doesn't feel like a movie, but feels like a really extended long episode. And yeah. you're like, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, Nick just sent me a message saying that it was about a 45 minute tour of just the space station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That uh, feels right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, and that's cool. why you can't really diss anybody for liking anything. You know, that's one of the things 
this pandemic has taught me, you know, whatever, whatever you like, you like, uh, yeah. you, you don't, don't diss them for, you know, liking Star Wars or Star Trek or not liking Harry Potter, just whatever, just everybody like what you like, find, find the other people who like it, but keep yourself open to other stuff too. And, uh, you know, it's, it, you can't really get down on people um, after after the whole Cobra Kai thing. I mean, people are into that. And you know what? If you Cobra Kai really humbled you here, it sounds yeah, like. If, if, if you like that stuff, then uh, you know what? Anything else you like, that's totally fine. Grey's Anatomy, I don't care. It's good. Well, we, we'll agree to that. I, I agree to that with one caveat. We all gang up on Babylon 5. Agreed? <laughs> I was gonna say, can we beat know. up on the My Little Pony people? Like, like, what, like, like, do we have to beat up on Babylon? Like, <laughs> all right, well, cool. Well, Scott, thank you for for being uh, so patient with us and and being willing to talk nerd and geek with us. Um, but we have one more thing as we come to the close of our our show here. Now, one of the things that we like to do with each and every one of our guests, and this is where uh, Frank failed epically uh, the last time he was here. He's our, our lone meme recipient. <laughs> the only one to lose this game. That's right. We like to play a quiz game with each and every one of our people that okay. come on. Okay. So I have a Star Wars for Beginners quiz for you. <laughs> All okay? right. Yeah. So uh, now uh, there's five questions. If you get three right, we're going to send you one of these super cool coffee mugs that says, I gave to the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund. Okay. Nice. Now, if you get four right, we're, I forgot to bring it with me, but pretend I'm showing you a copy of Drayton Allen's book, uh, which <laughs> Drayton Allen is the founder of our show uh, and our, our Facebook uh, group, the Funny Science Fiction uh, Facebook group, which has, uh, we're over a little over 104,000 members right now. Nice. Um, but anyway, he wrote a book all about a guy who wanted to join Starfleet, couldn't get in, so he became a custodian. And so it's about, the book is wrote, uh, it's called The Custodians of the Cosmos. It's uh, written about those who boldly go to clean up after those who just boldly went. So <laughs> it's a little sci-fi, a little humor. Uh, I think it's you funny. Out of it. I, I've, I haven't finished it yet because I, like we said, I'm a, t like we were talking about book reading earlier. I'm not very good at book reading anymore. I used to be so good at it. I used to be great. And then I got old and dumb brain, but it is so <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah, I've read a good portion of the book and it is very, very funny. Yeah, it, it jumps, it jumps right off the page at you the first couple pages yeah. to, to get you sucked in. So, all right. So three questions, right? You get the coffee mug, four questions, right? You get the mug in the book. Okay, okay, cool. Now, if you get less than three, right? uh as frank knows uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna stop teasing frank about this although i am enjoying it i mean i came close i was so close he would he could have got the third question right but he was he he said the answer that he changed his answer uh. <laughs> so but if so if you get less than three right we make a meme out of you we take a picture of your face and we do some funny stuff with it i'm i'm totally cool i was looking for an ejector seat under my uh <laughs> See, no, we I couldn't get the technicians there. Came in and outfitted my studio. No, we couldn't get the, te the technicians there in time, so we're just settling for a meme. Okay. So, so what we'll do I've here been is meme before. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Awesome. So what we'll do here is we're going to uh, ask you some questions. I'll ask you a question. Frank will ask you a question. We'll go back and forth. Okay. okay? And uh, so these are all multiple choice. All right. And yeah. uh, so Frank. Um, if you look I'll at the questions up. on the sheet, you get us started and you should be able to tell uh, which one is the correct answer. All right. So first question, 
I'll drop down into my announcer voice. How many sons did Luke Skywalker watch set every night when he was on Tatooine? Was it four, one, or two? Sons? Okay, I'm going to say two. 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 He says two. Final answer. He's correct. The double sons of Tatooine. Nice. uh, is that the name of the rebels episode or is that is it the i'm, I'm sure nick is yelling off screen he's like he's like no no it's the two sun two moons of of something or i'm wrong <laughs> who knows uh, <laughs> i think there's an episode called the moons of lothal or something they, like that. yes yes the moons of lothal there we go so that's why i'm mixing <laughs> up the sons of tatooine and the moons of lothal exactly all right so and uh we'll see if you can answer this one i'm not sure if this is mentioned in the first three movies that you've watched mm. So, this might be our first wrong answer. All right. So, which order brought about the death of the Jedi? Was it the First Order? Was it Order 66? Or was it the New Order? New Order was a good band. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go New Order. No, it's Order oh. 66. Oh. So yeah, I thought about that as soon as you said you you've watched four, five, and six. I'm like, oh, we might not get the the order question. <laughs> is the new order the expanded universe before they had the first order? Like, is that, <laughs> is that what that is? Like... No, a new order is what you do when you when you go back through the drive through at Burger King. <laughs> I'm here for the new order. You're like, ah, I forgot about getting spicy nuggets. I gotta go That's back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um so next questions uh what actress played princess leia organa uh was it carrie fisher sagoni weaver or linda hamilton carrie fisher Very you sure good. it wasn't linda hamilton uh no it yeah. was carrie fisher you are correct <laughs> all right so you got two out of three you've got two correct answers so far your next question in which movie does Luke discover that his father is Darth Vader? Is it Attack of the Clones, The Force Awakens, or Empire Strikes Back? Empire Strikes Back. Very good. All right. You, well, sir, you have earned yourself a coffee mug. Excellent. <laughs> All right. You got a chance to get the book yet. All right. Here it is for the book. This is, this is probably the hard one. Uh, the, how many parsecs? did it take for Han Solo to make the Kessel Run? Was it 18, 12, or 7? It's not 7. Okay, 12. I did the Kessel Run in under 12, 18. Gosh. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 12. Yes, very he good. correct. He did it in 12 parsecs. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Good Which job. I, I'm sure the true sci-fi nerds are being, a parsec is actually not a distance of length. It's a distance of time. It doesn't make any sense that he does it in a parsec. How does that even? I push up the glasses there, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, a parsec. All right. So you got four. You actually got four right. So, so yeah, not too bad. So four out of five. And uh, so we'll make sure that we get you out uh, a book and a coffee mug here. And we'll make sure that uh, 
uh, we'll have uh, uh, Drayton make sure that he vandalizes the front of it and put some writing in there for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so hang out after we say our goodbyes to everybody and uh, uh, we'll make sure that we have all your, your uh, shipping information. Okay. Great. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being here, Scott. And uh, where can people find out more about your book and other work? Um, well, I don't have a book, but the 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 the, oh, the, the podcast, it, the easiest way to get to the podcast is just type behind the bits into whatever app you use. But uh, I'm also on thebtbpc.com, and then you can get all get to all my socials from there. I'm either behind the bits or the BTBPC uh, in different different places because people have taken behind the bits from me. But uh, yeah, that's that's where you go. And I also do a show on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. called the BTB Internet Talk Show, which is uh, a lot different than my podcast. It's more of a wacky talk show. And I usually bring on comics, podcasters. Uh, Tim's going to be on. And uh, we we have some fun. Uh, we do a little promotion so everybody gets to be seen and <laughs> Dean Martin shows up. So hey. th yeah, that's a, it's a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> I want to see him kick in the head with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we will be sure to place those in our description so people will find out where you and all your other stuff lives. So Great. no worries you. if you guys didn't catch it because we're talking so fast, it's down below. Yeah, we'll make sure that's all included. So, And remember, guys, that subscribing to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast is the single most important thing you can do to ensure that we get more amazing guests like Scott to come by, share some laughs with us, more great co-hosts like Frank uh, over at the Warp Shelf. So you want to make sure that you not only subscribe to, to our stuff here, but but go check out Scott's work at Behind the Bits. Go check out Frank's work at the, at the Warp Shelf. Uh, and, and make sure to sub to those guys as well, because there's some really great content uh, coming from these two creators right here. And uh, we're just so thrilled that both of you guys could be part of this today. And I uh, want to remind everybody that if you're not happy with the content of our videos, just let us know. And we'll be sure to uh, force the offending party to perform a whole skit of carrot top jokes while wearing a slave Leia costume. <laughs> <laughs> thank you scott for coming today this is great having you yeah thank you thanks for having me all right goodbye everybody thanks for watching bye, bye, -bye. so as a reminder our show is brought to you today by our charity sponsor the red shirt widows and orphans fund imagine the comfort you're going to give red shirt crewman number 42 he'll know that when he puts on that red shirt and gets murdered on the lava planet mustafar by darth vader 17 minutes into a crossover episode that's never going to freaking happen he will have the peace of mind that he didn't leave his family destitute and without hope. That's right, because the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund has his back and that little bit that's left of his Starfleet badge. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at funny sci-fi or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the contact me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode.